There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, what day is this? Nobody really knows. But we are going to begin today with an analyzation, a discussion about the world's most interesting programmer, Alice Shattuck. <laughs> what is this? So, okay, so this is where we're going to start. One, right now for us, right now it is Saturday night. We are so cool and swinging that it is Saturday night, 7 11 in 53 seconds. And we are doing a podcast tonight. That's what we were doing. I was just outside picking weeds, and I also picked a tomato plant growing out of our gra- uh, patio, and because it's all overgrown there, because the, everything's ruined. But, but uh, and I uh, re- replanted it in our kitchen. Nice. Yeah, maybe we get some tomatoes out of it. So listen to this. This is Alice Shattuck. <laughs> this is her idea. Her idea. So we're not sure. There's a lot going on. A lot going on for us. <clears throat> So, um, what, so it's Saturday. The reason we're recording. Why do you hate me? No, I don't. I don't. But do you, is there, I respect you enough to scrutinize you to the same level I would scrutinize anybody else. <clears throat> so we're recording right now. It's Saturday, and Sunday is tomorrow for us. Um, it, we've got we got to be up fairly early, driving to Boston, going to the Red Sox game after the Red Sox game. I'm going to be recording, uh, I'm going to be a guest on a show that in case this goes out tonight, which it may, I don't want to give it away quite yet because they haven't given it away. Okay. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, it, you'll see, you'll see. We're busy so, tomorrow night is the point right, of all that. So the point of all that. So the, oh, thank you, Alice. Oh, you are beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What is this because you've lost weight? Is this is because our, our is this do? because our our attractiveness dis- differential is so stark now that you just feel that I'm so beneath you? I must just be treated like a third class citizen. <laughs> so I'm Alice, not doing anything. <clears throat> listen, listen. <clears throat> Here's number one of Alice's brilliant programming idea. We we've been wondering, do we do we put the show out right now Saturday, or do we put it out Sunday? Um, but if we put it out Sunday, then a couple of things. One, we won't be able to react to the show I've been on. And then two, you know, there are some Sunday show things that would have happened, although I'm pretty, pretty sure I know what they are already. Um, and, or should we <clears throat> do this live right now for Patreon? Uh, which wouldn't, which would, this is Alice's programming idea, of course, which would give you Patreon people 11 seconds notice <laughs> that, that your, your, your Saturday night has to be curtailed. If you want to get your twenty bucks a month, whatever it is, uh, a month uh, worth, then you better curtail your Saturday right now. Cancel the babysitter. <laughs> what else would people Cancel have the sitter, to do? Cancel the sitter. You are staying home. <laughs> uh, so, so then this is the best thing. This is why she's the best. So then Alice why are said, we "Under attack is so the attack, said, Alice." So Alice said, "This is not. I'm not allowed to scrutinize you. I scrutinize me. I'm not saying so this you're is, not allowed to. This scrutinize. is well because you know why you're under attack because it's good content." <laughs> So then Alice says, and this is great. So now she's working. She th- says to herself, I, we need um, a call to action for the listeners. 
So why don't we use our social media and put up a poll and say who wants it to be released tonight and who wants it to be released tomorrow night. And whoever, whichever wins the poll will happen. Now, I don't know how long we're supposed to wait around <laughs> while the results come in. You know, I don't know which counties are going to come in quicker. But, but anyway, so and that's great. But I like the, my thing about that is, and it's good that you're thinking like a stats and mathematics and statistics geek, which you are, which you went to school for. That's good. But once again, both because you're an upscale former boat yacht and because you're a math nerd. <laughs> I'm a boat yacht. And because you're a oh, boat boat rat. No, boat bunny, yacht bunny. Uh <laughs> Uh, because you're because you're a math nerd, you don't really have you have <clears throat> Sally's new show, Young Sheldon. You have a lot of Sheldon's <laughs> human uh, sensibilities. <laughs> <clears throat> I like how you think that there are some people <laughs> who are going to say, <clears throat> "No, you don't don't put it out tonight. I can't." <laughs> I can't have that drop into my Apple feed of 500 po podcasts tonight and by, and then not watch it. No, you, I can't have a drop into my, my feed and then watch it tomorrow. You know, I can't, just can't have that happen. No. People I, like to space things <laughs> I don't want to see that a day early. That will be very unsettling for me. Usually it comes on Sunday right between soccer practice and, and karate for my kid. And that's when I see it hit. <laughs> I don't. Oh, great. One day too early is no good. So then, uh, so th so that's why I, I like that. I think that's interesting. You think that a lot of people would say you, you better. <laughs> people want their burn barrel on Sunday through Thursday. Okay. So the other thing is that Alice thought it would be a good idea, and I've got the thing now to play the following. It's just our sound check. It's just what really happened. This is the sound check exactly. This is really what happened now. <laughs> We're just, I'm just going about my business doing my sound check. The most innocent woman on the <laughs> face of the earth. So I'm going to give you some context because Alice doesn't want there to be. But this is, I am. This clip is going to feature in our divorce proceedings. I am. I don't think you're going to need any evidence, Alice. <laughs> I am going to. So. so you know, I'm getting the my computer ready. I restart my computer so that I you don't hear an HVAC system like other people like <laughs> you to hear. I restart my computer before the podcast because I don't want any trouble. And there can be trouble easily if I don't. So now me and Alice are we're up in the studio. We're doing the, the, the sound check thing. We're about to. And Alice says to me, what do you say? Are you going to play something? I mean, we both said check one, two, and then normally you play something. That's normally what happens. Well, I don't think we had said check one, two. Yeah. We had said check one, two. It's in the video. You can see it. Uh, we both had. Yes. Regardless. Regardless. I am waiting for my the thing to launch. The the Adobe Audition, as a matter of okay. fact, to launch. So I not only have been doing this this for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. This particular podcast, but I have done been doing stuff with Adobe Audition for almost twenty years, even when it was called something else, etc. I am technically the radio guy in the room. I would say of yes. the two. Alex. Yes, you have a lot of expertise. So, do you think I was? I don't know what I'm doing, or I don't know some of the steps that it takes. So that's why you're going to hear this audio. It was just. It just seemed like there was more of a delay than and, there typically Alice, is. So, are you going to play something? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just wondering. I know from sitting up here more than six hundred times now, <laughs> and always making the things go that make the podcast go. I know how to do the thing, but no, she sits there. It's, you know, somebody who, by the way, when she's in this seat, doesn't play anything from this. You know, because I just you know, didn't have your clips. I didn't feel like oh, I they're ungettable. Get them. Oh my goodness, I have a lock on them. I don't. The, the, it, you know. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But she's sitting there in her seat of comfort over there, where she's watching herself in the in the video monitor. What? She feels good now because she was sick and puking all day yesterday. Now she's all showered and beautiful and looking lovely, and she's lost weight, so she's got an air about her now. Because <laughs> I don't know that that's true. She's kind of returned to form in a way, I would say, er, er, to be complimentary, and and it has gone directly to her head immediately. 
It seems so to me that says, some one person in this room has an issue with me having lost weight, and it's not me. One person seems to have hang-ups about it and is lashing out in a very ugly way. What are you looking at? What are you looking, looking at? I'm looking at my wiring job for my son's internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you're going to hear her say, are you going to play something? As if I'm just sitting here... Um, you know, with the pinwheel going around, like like <laughs> Alice's computer, when it doesn't look like, uh, I've, I'm buffering. I have no idea what to do. Like, I have made our entire living up until the last year and a half doing radio-related stuff. As if I'm new to, you know? It reminds me, I watched, um, I watched um, Top Gun 2 with my friends. And it's like, uh, you know, the... With your the, friends? Oh, my friends, my sons. And it's like, it's like the... The girl lead like jumping in a cockpit and like asking me, "Are you gonna push buttons or what?" Yeah, I, I know. I think Maverick knows what he's doing. Okay, podcast Maverick knows what he's doing. Okay, okay, podcast Maverick. I'm making that into a T-shirt for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So then this. So so I uh so once Alice says, "Are you gonna play something?" I decide what level I should be offended, and how freaking dare she! The look that you gave me—it's like Enrico Fermi's wife saying, "Are you going to make the lights go on?" What did Enrico Fermi do? Um, Any idea? You don't know? I forget which one. That is, he invented electricity. That's like no electricity is a naturally occurring phenomenon. No one can invent it. (laughs) Those are those chops again—the very human chops. (laughs) All right. So anyway. Are you going to play something? So anyway, I decide what level. I know that I have to fire back at that insult because it's both condescending and <laughs> it's uh, pandering. It's patronizing. It's a sheer insult to everything. I just asked if you were going to play. <laughs> it is. It is goes directly to every my entire legacy. My it, it playing something looms large in my legend, Alice. As a matter of fact, <laughs> that is my thing. Are you going to play something? Have you any idea what you're doing? <laughs> I think you read a lot more into this than I meant by that I'm that I'm broadcast impotent somehow. Are you unable <laughs> to satisfy me again? <sighs> I think you read a lot into okay. this that so wasn't this... necessarily there because I just wanted so, to know if so you were going to play something. So you have to know that I was that I had to retaliate. This is self defense. And <laughs> you, if you see the video, it's said in the humor. But I've been, you know, but so if you haven't, then you won't understand it. But that it is said in humor. Here you go. Check one two, check one two, check one two, check one two, check one two. Check one two, check one two, check one two three. So that's a sound check, Alice. I could hear you through the mic, and I could hear me through the mic. So far, so good. Yeah. Now I'm just waiting for the recorder to start. I know the next steps. (laughs) I know what's supposed to happen next. You gonna play something? So right here is when this is actually a good split screen. I should I should take a picture of this. Get ready to, to social media this part. Um, it, this is when it, it's hit me directly that this is a <laughs> condescending, stuck up blonde rich girl, and I don't mean to objectify or uh, or uh, you know call you out for elitism. Are you gonna play something, farm boy? <laughs> So there's now I'm staring daggers at Alice, and she's maybe wondering that if she had what said I did did she say something did did I, did I did those words not serve the surf? Is the kitchen knave upset with me? Shut up, bitch! <laughs> now, first of all, that's more mild than it should be. <laughs> than it should have been. I mean, you certainly had a B word. That was a B word um, level um, a grievance, certainly. And I think that was an appropriate, proportionate response to your to your attack. To my on me. attack. Yes. Okay. I fucking need to play something. I'm waiting for something to open. Fuck face. Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, I do like bitch Alice. <laughs> I'm not being I do a like it. how I charmingly turn the corner immediately, and I am actually taken in by that. I mean, if you want to be that full time. I, I don't even know what I was being. I, I just. 
Well, let's go back. Let's go back to the tape again. <laughs> two. Check one, two. Check one, two, three. Mm. Sorry, I've waited eight nanoseconds so far, Alice. Sorry, now she's getting impatient. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's sucking down her drink because the camera's off her for a second, so she knows that she can be the, just the, wear a little halo. So every time you see her in the video, oh, she's so nice. I can't believe she's dating Shrek. I don't understand. You gonna play something? <laughs> it's a test. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Fucking need to play something. I'm waiting for something to open. Fuck face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, I do like bitch Alice. <laughs> I'm not being. I a do bitch. like it. I'm sorry. It is. I'm recording all this. By oh, the really? Way. Maybe I'll post it. I do like the. I, there's something about a mean woman I like. So. <laughs> I'm not mean. I didn't do anything. You gonna play something? You, you don't think I know what I'm doing? You don't think I know what's going on? I'm waiting on the computer. I stand by this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't try to act <laughs> all cute and contrite for the uh, witness tape that you're putting together. <laughs> People heard what you said. You going to play something? Ooh. I thought I said it in a nice way. No, you didn't. <laughs> Typical condescending blonde rich girl. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Are you going to play something? All right. Check one, check one, two, check one, two, check, check one, one, two, check one, two. Let me go into the real sound. That's it, right? Yeah. Okay. So then the, so let me listen back and then the show starts. So, um, so Alice's other brilliant programming <laughs> decision was to simply upload that clip, the video of it, just to our social media. <laughs> no explanation, no context. What's no. the context, honey? That What's me the, the context is I just gave the context. My own defense attorney was me for the last ten minutes building my case for myself. I gave the context. So needs- now that you've given <clears throat> context, now can I post it? Well, I mean, it's still going to be out in the internet. So <clears throat> I got to tell you, it would be a good tease for the show. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean. What are you willing to deal with, Alice, as far as fallout goes? You really think there's not going to be that much fallout from that? I don't know. I don't know. Let's listen again. Let's listen to the whole thing again. Two, check one, two, check one, two, check one, two. Check one, two, check one, two, check one, two, check one, two three. Mm. You going to play something? I thought it was just a funny video. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Fucking need to play something. I'm waiting for something to open. Fuck face. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, I do like bitch Alice. I don't know. Do we do we do we put that out? I mean, for you to say that we should have put out with nothing is just simply I mean You have to I don't really I mean, you would. Def- I don't really get what. I mean, I'm. We're both laughing in the video. It's not like domestic abuse or something. Should we run it by somebody? I mean, like, well, we can. Although it's a good show f- tease for this show. Well, listeners are going to hear this show, so they're going to hear it. So they'll weigh in and let us know if we should release it or not. Although, if they release already the hear tape. it, then they've already heard it. Heard it, but the tape is good. The video is good. It's funny. The look that you gave me, like you wanted to murder me, was funny. I don't know. You know what? My friend Kirk Minahan (coughs) referred to a sports lady as as a bitch a few years ago, and he got suspended. Well, but was she upset? I don't know, but she was affiliated with the station and whatever. Um, Would I be... I mean... I mean, obviously, it was all in humor. Well, yeah, because we're both laughing and we're totally fine. And actually, and I don't think, I don't, like, even when I'm mad, I don't think I ever call you a bitch, do I? I don't think that's generally a you thing. I don't think so. I think there's a chance that you call me a bitch more than I call you a bitch. Yeah, probably. That's probably accurate. Without merit, obviously. Mm. Right? Sorry? (laughs) Yes, of course, Mm. honey. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Yeah. 
Well, let's see what people say. If people demand to see the tape or not. But, but people are people. I know. I realize that you assume that seven thirty on a Saturday night, everybody's mind is on Tom Shattuck's burn peril. <laughs> you know, just saying. Oh, guess what? Only twenty four hours left. Hopefully we can burn through the rest of the Saturday. Then it's burn barrel day. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Wouldn't everybody be like that? Yeah, but you're putting up the show, right? Oh, it's not in the show. That's not in the show. The video right. part isn't, yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to get... Okay, so we're going to move on from there, okay? <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm going to start with... You know what? I'm going to start with your stuff. Because all I have really is the Bill Maher thing, which is really our stuff too. But is there something else you wanted to start with? Well, I mean, there's a bunch of things going on, but we can start with Bill Maher because that does play into some other things that I wanted to talk about, which are interesting and things that we've been talking about on this show recently. So everybody was talking once again about Bill Maher's monologue, which, um, you know, as usual, was spot on, I guess. So it's a part of the show. It's like the the part after New Rules at the end. People call it this monologue. He's got an opening monologue and this isn't it. It's the stuff at the end. But I've got it. But... um. I do want to say what's going to happen on Face the Nation tomorrow in all the shows. Face the Nation, first of all, is going to be talking about the war in um, Ukraine and mass graves that have been found of Ukrainians. They're also going to um, – Biden's on 60 Minutes, so he'll talk some about that. 60 Minutes is also going to talk um, with the Iranian president in um, – uh, uh, them being mean, uh, upset. The Iranians are upset at the Biden administration. I thought they'd be better with the Iran deal stuff. And uh, they're going to talk about the violence that's going throughout the country as well. And then you, you know that they're going to talk about the Martha's Vineyard stuff. Mm-hmm. And last time we, le- uh, oh, they, did they, did we record? Was Thursday? Did they kick them out or Friday? They hadn't kicked them out yet by Thursday. That okay. you talked about it on your Connecticut show, but right. we didn't talk okay. about it here. So they immediately summoned the Massachusetts National Guard, right? Who removed them to a military base, which I'm not totally sure is what good, well-meaning liberals are supposed to do with migrants in the country waiting for their court date to see if they're here legally or not. I'm not totally sure that's what the oh, you're supposed to do, because. I happen to have a memory longer than three seconds, unlike most liberals. And I remember when Biden's DOJ was threatening to investigate Greg Abbott for using the Texas National Guard at the border and saying that that was terrible. Like the DOJ was going to come after them for you. But when Massachusetts uses the National Guard, that's like the humane, nice thing to do, I guess. So I don't really understand. The whole thing has been so nuts. I mean, it it's great. Because it puts the focus on the border, which is a disaster and a mess, right? Yeah. And I've seen some criticisms of this coming from the right. I don't know if you've seen this. Oh, I have, yeah. But like Carrie Lake was criticizing this. Did you see that? No. Um, And and a bunch of people I've seen on the right have kind of been saying- But that makes sense. She's in Arizona, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So how so? Because there's a huge Hispanic population. No, well, she wasn't criticizing it in that sense. Oh. She was criticizing it, and this is an argument that I've seen on the right, saying essentially it's not a win for us to be moving more illegal immigrants further into the country. Governors shouldn't be facilitating welcoming immigrants and shouldn't be criticizing the left and shouldn't be criticizing the left for not being welcoming enough toward immigrants, right? That the, the only I, I, good policy is say yeah. none of you should come and anything else is like essentially a betrayal of a closed border. So that's where she's coming from. She said they should be shipped out, which, of course, Abbott and DeSantis have tried to do and gotten shut down by the mm-hmm. Biden administration saying you're not allowed to ship people out of the country, essentially. So they're saying, fine, we'll ship them somewhere else to you. Right. Yeah. I think that that Carrie Lake argument is very weak, very weak. I think that the. Uh, that the dividends um, paid out in pure attention hypocrisy. to the issue. I mean, exactly, an attention to the issue, um, and I mean, progressives are doing a really, really good job and have for the last ten years. Really, starting, with, I guess, with Obama, so it's maybe more than ten years, with really branding themselves selves as the elite, elites. Uh, they have there ain't right. nothing lunch pail about these people, and. This is a this was a a beautiful. There is so much great footage of these Martha this Vineyard people with their their with their, their, their expensive five hundred dollar but but graying jeans 
and uh, comfortable ladies' hats, etc. Waving to the immigrants goodbye. As they it's load fantastic. them on the buses with the National Guard. Hey. Beautiful smiles. Te amo. Te amo. <laughs> oh, bye. See you. Have fun at camp. Go. Bye bye. Enjoy the military base. We will. We... They're running alongside the buses saying goodbye to Maria. Weren't they wonderful? Have you ever seen... Just a, like you and me. Have you ever seen... Oh, if you haven't, we need to. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Six Degrees of Separation? No. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's fantastic. It was a play first, and then it was a movie, and it was actually Will Smith's first big movie. Hmm. Uh, mid-level movie, anyway. But it was a, it's a great movie. And what it is, is is there's this the, the, a rich couple, like in the Upper East Side of New York. The, he's an art dealer, you know, she's a socialite, whatever. And their son goes to Harvard, and... Um, and um, Anyway, they are, they are desperate. They're one, you know, they've got to make, he's got to sell some more million dollars of art or else he's going to lose all his money. So they're desperate. They're desperately clinging to elitist status, mm -hmm. but they're very effete. They drink the right wine. They've got the right friends. They're all upper, an up and very progressive as well. Yeah. And, whatever. and they desperately, desperately want to, um, to, um, to, you know, not only get rich, but but show how good they are, people. And anyway, on their door knocks um, Will Smith, who's playing Alice is drinking a beer right now. You won't see because she she cuts around it. <laughs> Will Smith comes and he's this defeat young man who tells him tells them that he's the son of Sidney Poitier, and he goes to and he says that he went to college he or goes to college with their son and can he stay for the night. And they say, sure, and they're thrilled. They're absolutely thrilled. They've got a right. young black man who's very effete, intelligent, handsome. He's so perfect in every single way, and he knows their son, and he's he charms him, charms him to the point where they then invite friends and dinner party guests over because they've got see. this new exhibit here. And he's wonderful. And as it turns out, the whole movie shows, eventually you find out that the whole thing's a grift on the part of Will Smith. He sees the easy marks, and he's like, all right, this is going to be easy. I know these people. But uh, it's a great movie. But... Uh, but that's what this is. That's what this is. This was such a fun project for these people. Remember the few days we had the migrants here? <laughs> and they all the selfies they took with them and things like that? Right. Meanwhile, there actually is a crisis. So there was so much criticism. Can you imagine them just dumping them in a street where they know nobody? But that's actually the official policy of the Biden administration right now. What is happening right now in cities like El Paso is they're just releasing migrants onto the street in El Paso with no home. I mean, like they're starting to live in tent cities there. The the people that because they're doing this um 
you know, this pretrial release thing where they they can't process everybody's asylum claims. So a bunch of people are saying, like, they're not illegal immigrants because they've applied for asylum, which is legal. Well, yeah, they've applied for asylum, but there are so many spurious asylum claims because you have to get you have to meet very specific requirements to get asylum in the United States. It's not just like everybody who shows up gets asylum. The problem is we have we're so overburdened at the border because we're letting so many people come here that we're not able to process everybody's asylum claims in a timely way. So we're just letting them go with a court date. Now, I did hear that some of these migrants who are at Martha's Vineyard have court dates like in L.A., mm-hmm. right, which obviously they weren't going to be able to make those. It's not clear to me how they would have made those court dates from the yeah, streets the, of El Paso courts, or Florida. The court dates either. Are, could be back months, can't they? Yeah, no, totally. But, you know, because I saw leftists saying, like, this was a ploy to get them to miss their court dates so <laughs> that they would, like, like anybody has the time for that. That's not what it is. It's literally. Well, for, but also, they're going to miss their court dates anyway. <laughs> Let's be honest here. A great many of them are going to miss their court dates. Yeah, probably. I mean, the best estimates I've seen are maybe like half of them will Correct. miss their court dates. Yeah. And and it's going to vary a lot, too. Uh, whatever. Anyway, the. The point is that um, nothing bad happened to this group of people, mm-hmm. um, and this generated huge attention to an issue that is really, really good for Republicans to be talking about and really, really bad for the Biden administration and hence Democrats to be talking about, which I think is like the critical thing. The other thing I've seen, have you seen the left comparing this to the reverse freedom rides? Have you even heard of this? Um, I, I, yeah, the, the, they sent the Southerners sent up. Black people started in trying city. to yeah send mm-hmm. black people north. It, it was like two hundred people total. They tried to which mm-hmm. like they're like see they're imitating the reverse freedom rides that the white supremacists. Which I hadn't even heard of this to be honest with you. Right, and like I don't think that's what DeSantis and Abbott were going for. Yeah, well, the, those freedom rides were uh, you know descendants of American slaves. Yeah, know, who lived in these places and right. had ties to the places, not right. random people who just showed up here this second and have as much ties to Martha's Vineyard as they do to El Paso or Florida or anywhere else. Right. They have no ties to anything here. That's the point of this discussion. Is that why is it? Only El Paso. Why is it only these cities right on the border? Why is it only Uvalde that have to deal with a bunch of people living on their streets as migrants? And, you know, there's also been a lot of patting themselves on the back from the people of Martha's Vineyard and Massachusetts Mm -hmm. in general. We didn't even get to this on our last Thursday show either, but they raised $40,000 on GoFundMe, which now that they've... Which I read the whole thing. I read the whole thing Thursday. Mm -hmm. It's 43196 right now. By Sarah Goulet, and the whole thing sp- spelled out where she was going to spend the money. Right, it, that's all been deleted. Yeah, because she's not going to spend. She's the money. not giving the money back. No, of course not. She's going to hold on to so the money. So they've sent the migrants away now with the right. National Guard to the military base, mm-hmm. and they're keeping the forty thousand dollars to care for the migrants. Right, and by the way, Sarah Goulet is precisely a six degrees of separation uh, daughter, Ivy League. Uh, daughter uh she's precisely who you think it was mm-hmm. precisely um oh uh, by the way we should probably make a note of um oh yeah of um rich lowry posted a part of the washington post piece on this said uh he had awakened before seven that morning his second full night of sleep after weeks of getting little after the initial shock of landing not in boston washington dc or new york as most of the migrants had expected Aguero began to let relax. The island was beautiful. He was safe, and so was his wife, Maria. After two months of danger, he could breathe. Yeah, seems like it worked out well for everybody. There's yes. also a news clip of a reporter saying that they were all happy to be there and thanking Ron yes. DeSantis for sending them. So I don't see what the problem is. Nobody should be upset here. The I, <sighs> The only reason liberals are upset about this is because it makes them look really, really bad. And it emphasizes that the border is not closed in any way, shape, or form, and that a tiny percent of the huge problem, I mean, 8,000 people are entering the country a day, I mean, that are that are interactions that we're, find, that we're meeting, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that this is less than 1% of the people that come across our border every single day, and it's calling attention to that problem, right? It's showing the immense amount of effort it takes to deal with like a tiny tiny percentage of that 
flow of people across the border. This is a big deal. And it's something that needs to be dealt with. And the Biden administration has like gotten off topic on this issue with the border. But it needs to be pointed out because it is a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. What's going on at the border. Oh, totally. I'm here to Martha's Vineyard. So uh, there's activists here, Jose, that are saying that these people were victims of human trafficking. They want an investigation from the Justice Department onto what Governor DeSantis is doing, what Governor Greg Abbott is doing, because they're saying that these people are being abused and used uh, to bring a border crisis deeper into the country. Now, I can tell you they are not angry at uh, Ron DeSantis. They are actually thanking him for having brought them mm. to Martha's Vineyard, where they were they were very well received. But other people, well, they're saying they're being used as political pawns. They don't resent it for now. Uh, and they know they're the lucky ones. I'm here to Martha's Vineyard. Ooh. So, yeah, no. So, I mean, yeah, they are the lucky. This is like less than one percent of the people that cross the border every day. And this is what we're dealing with. And by the way, these people were human trafficked, but it wasn't by Ron DeSantis. It was by the coyotes that Joe Biden has been encouraging to bring people across the border. This is a huge, huge problem. It's cruel to the migrants. It's cruel to the people who live in these border towns on both sides of the border. There are massive problems with this. Mexico, by the way, has made changes to the way they treat Venezuelan um, papers because they've had such a problem with people crossing the border, which has only made it more dangerous yeah. for Venezuelans trying to come to the United States. This whole thing is a mess. Like, we seriously, seriously need immigration reform. And, I mean, the more attention that can be shined on this issue, the better, in my opinion. Anyway, we should get to Bill Maher before we run out of time for the regular okay. listeners and move to oh, the Patreon that's, show. Oh, that's another thing that we've got to do is we get to do the, 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 the chat chat. Do we do that tonight? Because it's Saturday. People haven't had another chance to... What do we do? My goodness. All right. Uh, also, uh, did you want to bring some attention to the title of the last uploaded podcast? Calling Their Oak Bluff. Brilliant title by Tom Shattuck. Was it lauded at all? It was lauded. Praised by God, you are a cold witch. <laughs> Sorry about that. It wasn't about you for one second. It else. wasn't. I... Believe me, once again, I do like this. I do like the cold <laughs> ice do... queen too. I'm I haven't all for done this. anything to anybody. I'm oh totally no, no. In this. <sighs> all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the problem over there? Are you gonna play Bill Maher? Or what no? the frig is this? What the frig is what? <laughs> Leslie tweeted that it was a good thing, good title. Yes. So I said she, I retweeted her and said, "You're a great woman." She said, "I wish this was a pure sentiment from you, Tom, but I just heard that there was some debate about that title, and so you're just happy I took your side." <laughs> you underhanded, vile vixen! <laughs> what did I? What are you do? doing? <sighs> Toxic. <laughs> Once again, it's attractive too. Okay, I haven't done anything to. No, anyone. never, never. I don't know where she heard that there was a. Yeah, well, before you're too impressed, Leslie, <laughs> you should know there was some debate about it. <laughs> Not what happened. All right. Um, okay, let's go to Bill Maher. Good job filling out. <laughs> Sometimes I'm scared to me... say anything because I get attacked. <laughs> And finally, new rule, you can get creative with a novel, a TV show, or a movie, but history books, that's not supposed to be fan fiction. How we teach our kids history has become a big controversy these days, with liberals accusing conservatives of wanting to whitewash the past, and sometimes that's true. Sometimes they do. But plenty of liberals also want to abuse history to control the present. And last month, a scholar named James Sweet caught hell for calling them out for doing just that. He criticized the phenomenon known as presentism, which means judging everyone in the past by the standards of the present. It's the belief that people who lived 100 or 500 or 1,000 years ago really should have known better. Oh, my volume wasn't up very loud in my computer. Which is so stupid. It's like getting mad at yourself for not knowing what you know now when you were 10. <laughs> stupid me, spending all that time raising sea monkeys and... <clears throat> playing with slot cards and <laughs> off to a playboy in the barn. <clears throat> 
Who doesn't have moments from your past that make you cringe? Who hasn't said, I can't believe I said that? I can't believe I wore that. I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I did that. You ate dirt. You wanted to be a Ghostbuster. You shoplifted gum. Did that. Wanted you tried to be a, to be a white break dancer. You know. There was a lot of white break dancing happening. Alice, how many times did you shoplift gum? I've never shoplifted. Ever. Ever. Anything. What? I've never shoplifted. I'd be too scared. You wanted to marry Scott Baio. <laughs> I read Ayn Rand. <laughs> I smoked. I was into numerology. Yes, because we hadn't then grown into the persons we would become. And humanity writ large is just the collective version of that. Did Columbus commit atrocities? Of course. But people back then were generally atrocious. <laughs> Everybody who could afford one had a slave, including people of color. The way people talk about slavery these days, you'd think it was a uniquely American thing that we invented in 1619. But slavery throughout history has been the rule, not the exception. The Sumerians, the Egyptians, the Greeks, Romans, the Arabs, British, the early Americans, all the way up through R. Kelly. Good job. <laughs> The Holy Bible is practically an owner's manual for slaveholders. The word slave comes from Slav because so many Slavic people were enslaved and they're as white as the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Who do you think gathered the slaves from the interior of Africa to sell to slave traders? Africans who also kept their own slaves. We're a species prone to making others of our species our bitch. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Humans are not good people. <laughs> and the capacity for cruelty is a human thing, not a white thing. That's the truth, even though it doesn't jibe with the current narrative. But in today's world, when truth conflicts with narrative, it's the truth that has to apologize. Being woke is like a magic moral time machine where you judge everybody against what you imagine you would have done in 1066, and you always win. <laughs> exactly. Presentism. Yeah, this professor is right. It's just a way to congratulate yourself about being better than George Washington because you have a gay friend and he didn't. But if he was alive today, he would too. And if you weren't alive, if you were alive then, you wouldn't. Portland Public Schools has a plan now to teach kids that the idea of gender being mainly binary was brought here by white colonizers. The curriculum guide says, when the United States was colonized by white settlers, their views around gender were forced upon the people already living here. <gasps> Not even Star Trek would try that story. <laughs> where they discover a planet and give them separate bathrooms. <laughs> it's like they finally discovered a unified theory of wokeness, incorporating all their ideas about race, gay, gender, and colonizers, like the New World was a great big diverse dance club and the pilgrims were the bridge and tunnel crowd who came in and ruined everything. <laughs> There's a play called I, Joan, currently being presented in London, written by Charlie Josephine, who identifies as non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. And it portrays Joan of Arc as, surprise, non-binary with they, them pronouns. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, makes even less sense because Joan, being French, spoke a language where every noun is masculine or feminine. Joan says in the play, I'm not a girl, I don't fit that word, as if she's a character on Euphoria. 
knocking his own network shows, by the way. Is it? You, Corey is a HBO Now, show. it's true, Joan of Arc did wear pants, but that's what the soldiers wore, and she was soldiering. But in the retelling, Joan would rather die than stop wearing men's clothing. Okay, Joan of Arc wasn't executed by the fashion police. Her trial went on for over two months. We have the transcript. And not once did she complain about being misgendered. She had bigger fish to fry, like herself. Uh Too soon, it was 1431. (laughs) Which is not to say that there isn't truth to the old rubric that history is written by the winners, and it is subjective. Napoleon said history is just a fable we all agree on. And he should know because he was a deaf woman named Diane. (laughs) But it's also true that much of history is indisputably factual because we have artifacts and coins and birth records and archaeology and somebody in Mesopotamia kept a record of how much grain they ate. It's not all up in the air to change or delete or make up based on what makes you feel better today. A couple of years ago, they made a movie called The Aeronauts about the scientists who broke the record for the highest altitude in a balloon. In fact, they were both men. But the movie made one of them a woman because, as the director explained, representation is important. (laughs) So true. Women never get enough credit for the things they didn't do. I think Meryl Streep should play Seabiscuit so every girl will know she too can grow up to be a racehorse. All right. Well, there you go. And it's obviously spot on. Spot on. Fits with a lot that we've talked about on this show, including like about the Native American raids on colonists and all this stuff. And the attempts of people right around us to try and like whitewash that and make that into something that's not. No, the colonists were mean. They were actually. To add context, it starts out. It starts out. Yeah, the the guy, one of the guys here in town said, responded to me and said, the more information, the better. It's like, no. Okay, then where should we start then? Yeah. Where do you want to start? Can we start at some of the massacres of the Indians on the Indians before the baddies got here? Can we start there or no? We can't start there? No, no. we can't start with that. No, that's right. that would be bad. So, yeah, but this his point about like the way things are portrayed in pop culture and it like having to fit this narrative that mm-hmm. the left has is completely spot on. And like you're seeing it so much right now with this movie that's coming out this month called The Woman King. Have you heard of this? No. So the woman king is, um, it's basically, it's like based on this tribe that had this warrior group of all women mm-hmm. in Africa. So you can imagine it's like the combination wokeness, girl power, African tribes were so accepting of women whole deal. Yeah. All of it. So this is being a very celebrated movie. It's written by two white women, obviously, yeah. but it features like a ton of black actors and all this stuff and. Among other things, yeah. Among other things, um, it's it like implies that this um, kingdom wasn't like was hesitant about doing the slave trade. Like they had mixed feelings about it. But anyway, the king that's portrayed in this movie, who's called Gezo of the Kingdom of Dahomey, mm-hmm. um, it seems so so much wrong with both of those things you just said. <laughs> it's true. Um, Gezo from the Kingdom of Dahomey. <laughs> it really, it sounds like In Living Color from 1990. No, it's not. This is true. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, here's his actual like bio from Wikipedia. If you go look him up, um, he ruled the kingdom from 1797 to 1818 as a king through a coup with assistance of the Brazilian slave trader Francisco Felix de Souza. He ruled over the kingdom during a tumultuous period punctuated by the British blockade of ports in order to stop the Atlantic slave trade. Uh, he uh, dealt with significant domestic dissent and pressure from the British to end the slave trade. He promised to end the slave trade in 1852, but resumed slave efforts in 1857 and 1858. 
and then if you look, as a part of the British campaign to abolish slavery, the British government began putting significant pressure on Gezo in the 1840s to end the slave trade. Gezo responded to these requests by emphasizing he was unable to end the slave trade because of domestic pressure and instead proposed an expansion of palm oil trade. His domestic uh, support shifted as well, blah, blah, blah. Martin Meredith quotes Gezo telling the British, the slave trade has been the ruling principle of my people. It is the source of their glory and their wealth. Their songs celebrate their victories and the mother lulls the child to sleep with notes of triumph over oh an enemy God. reduced to slavery. Oh, so a source of glory, like that, you could you could say that's a nuanced statement. The source of wealth, not so much. That's very transactional. Uh, he, the mother lulls that the child great. to sleep with notes of triumph over an enemy reduced to slavery. Uh, good. I'm going to go see the movie. Not only that, uh, they practiced human sacrifice. Um, and the British didn't like that either. They kept trying to get them to stop, but they were just like really into human sacrifice, including sacrificing lots of slaves. And at his death, the estimates vary, but hundreds, maybe over a thousand people were sacrificed as a tribute when he died as a part of his funeral celebration. So I celebrate them. Really wonderful people as yeah. you can see let's not let's where do we start history again it's only the girl power right. african woman warrior tribe right that we are celebrating anyway thank you so much we'll do for the listening. chat chat the next show we'll do the chat chat the next show so that'll probably thank be you for relaying that out. monday <laughs> do you want to say a mea culpa for your actions earlier i'm day? so sorry thank you for finding the space to be big enough to uh, apologize. I apologize. I appreciate that. You are forgiven. Thank you. Uh, see, that's how it's done, everybody. Um, you can talk to us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Write us an email, Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com, and find the chat chat to leave those messages at Burn Barrel Podcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hello this is danny pellegrino host of the everything iconic podcast and i'm here to tell you all about splash refresher because hydration is mandatory but boring is not now i love my water but if i don't spice it up i'm not going to finish what i took out of the fridge that's why i love my splash refresher which is flavorful delicious bright hydrating and zero calories the wild berry flavor is my fave no wait is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>